Ohio State releases more documentation of Urban Meyer's handling of the allegations against Zach Smith, and Nebraska plays a dangerous game of quarterback transfer musical chairs. It's August 29th. My name is Connor Tapp, and you are listening to the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz. It's been a tumultuous week of quarterback news for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Here to help us sort through it is Brian Christofferson of Husker 24-7. Brian, Adrian Martinez was announced this weekend as the first true freshman quarterback in the history of Nebraska football to start week one. Before we get into the ripple effects of that decision, Brian, tell us what kind of player he is and what can be realistically expected of him during his first season. Well, he's he seems tailor-made for a Scott Frost offense. I mean, they hand-picked him on the recruiting trail to be their guy right after they were hired here. He was basically the first recruit they called after the staff was hired at Nebraska while they were still at Central Florida. So uh, they've always thought he was the ideal guy to run their system. Now, the thing is, he, he had a shoulder injury last year, so he didn't play in 2017. So he hasn't actually played a real football game since he was in high school in 2016. So it's been a long time, so there's obviously some rust he's going to have to knock off uh, when he gets into the game situation. And and then it's just going to be interesting to see how he deals with being in the fishbowl as Nebraska's quarterback because, you know, when he was named the starter, he becomes one of the top ten most recognizable names in this state. And so he's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders. He has great maturity about him, it seems, but uh, it's going to be tested here. No question. Given that, as you said, Adrian Martinez was kind of targeted early as uh, an ideal fit for a Scott Frost offense, are you uh, surprised at all to see Tristan Jebbia decide to transfer here at the 11th hour right before we start the season? I was a little surprised just because it got this late in the process. I I kind of felt that Tristan would uh, hang around for this season and then maybe uh, look to see what else was out there after it. But, you know, in this day and age, that, that we're seeing that stuff happen more and more, and so I think you can't just be totally stunned by it. And Tristan Jebbia and any player out there, at some point you kind of got to look out for yourself. I think it was realized by him when Martinez was named the starter, hey, this is their, their guy for the next, not just this year, but probably the next four years unless there's an injury or something. And, uh, you know, that's difficult to accept, and obviously he wants his opportunity. So it does leave Nebraska in a tight spot, though. There's no question about it because the backups now behind Martinez are two walk-ons, uh, Andrew Bunch and, and uh, Matt Masker. And Matt Masker is a true freshman who just got here, um, you know, a month or two ago, and he's your third-string quarterback now. So if Martinez goes down, uh, things get very hairy for Nebraska in a hurry. Uh, you wrote today on Husker 24-7 that uh, Scott Frost is throwing up a little bit of a last-minute Hail Mary to get Noah Vidral eligible. Uh, what can you tell us about that? It's a long shot. I mean, I'll, I'll be shocked if it works. You know, Noah Vedral was with them at Central Florida last year, and he's a Nebraska boy. He's from Wahoo, Nebraska. So when Frost decided he was going from UCF to Nebraska, Vedral wanted to join him and go back to his home state. I that might be their argument here. He was returning home to be, you know, around his family and and all that. But uh, you know, he voluntarily left UCF. 
Uh, it wasn't like there was there was something that really forced his hand to leave or anything like that. The last staff there would have, or the new staff at UCF would have welcomed him to to be in their program. So I just think it's going to be a tough sell for Nebraska uh, to convince the NCAA at this point to to make him available this year. I think he'll have to sit out the year due to the transfer rule, but it's worth it's worth throwing that hail mary. I mean, you can't complete unless you throw it, and that's what they're trying to do to just see if they can help their depth. All right, Brian Christofferson is a senior writer for Husker 24-7. You can find him on Twitter at Husker247BC. Thanks, Brian. Yep, thanks a lot. On Tuesday, Ohio State released the text messages, emails, and personnel files that formed the basis of their 23-page report supporting the three-game suspension of Urban Meyer. There wasn't much new information in this release other than the school making the bizarre decision to confirm through a spokesperson that Tom Herman is the coach Zach Smith was with when the since-fired Buckeyes assistant spent $600 at a strip club. Now, as a person who works in the newsmaking industry, I often bristle at people who comment on articles by saying, why is this news? But in this particular instance, I can't help but agree with the sentiment, why is this news? It's news because Ohio State officials wanted to release those documents while giving the public something to gossip about apart from the school's systematic mishandling of the domestic abuse allegations against one of its highest paid employees. It's news because a disturbing number of Ohio State fans think discrediting Tom Herman will prove that Urban Meyer was right. But here's what too many people have gotten wrong from the beginning about Herman's connection to this story. Even if more receipts come out that prove Tom Herman visits strip clubs twice a day and three times on Sunday, even if tax records later show that Tom Herman has an ownership stake in hundreds of strip clubs across America, even if Tom Herman admits tomorrow that he was the one who tipped off Brett McMurphy about Zach Smith and that the only reason he did it was to tear down one of his biggest recruiting rivals, none of it would matter. Because being a ruthless jerk who goes to strip clubs isn't a crime. Domestic assault, on the other hand, is a crime that leaves real victims who spend much of their lives living in fear. And if a ruthless jerk who goes to strip clubs reports serial domestic abuse, his motivations for doing so are wholly immaterial. And yeah, yeah, I know Zach Smith hasn't been convicted of anything in due process and all of that jazz, but if you're really so thick as to believe that there is no fire behind the smoke of a decade of domestic abuse allegations, then please, please, please do not try and convince me that Tom Herman going to a strip club once makes him Satan made flesh. Other odds and ends from around the college football world. Alabama is listing an or between Tua Tungavailoa and Jalen Hurts on its depth chart, if anyone's really buying that. And 24-7 Sports released its second annual 30 under 30 list of the top 30 assistant coaches under the age of, well, 30. Head over to 247sports.com to check that out. The Morning Blitz is a daily podcast, so we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning breaking down the biggest college football stories of the day in a tidy 10 to 15 minute package. You can subscribe to The Morning Blitz on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.